0: Yo, grand slams, titles, grand slams, grand slams, titles, grand slams. Win the set, gotta win the set. Chase a trophy, never chase a plate. Max on, rocket, max on, max on, rocket, max on. Grand slams, titles, grand slams. Chase a trophy, never chase a plate. Two wins, champagne with my team. California To a whole nother domain med From the top half, I am number one And in the final, I will beat Joker again Center court, looking like my house This is mine, you get on a plane My footwork, you can't deal with this Ask the question, I'm gonna bust a move Djokovic, 23 slams That ain't nothing, I'll get 24 no more, cause I'm a liability Hit the serve, boosting my count Grand slam titles Grand Slams Grand slam titles Grand Slams Win the set, gotta win the set Chaser trophies, never chase a play Max on, Rocket Max on Max on, Rocket Max on Grand slam titles Grand Slams Chase a trophy, never chase a play I'm the GOAT, best I ever was All the shots I got, I beat you like I does With my Rolex, got the gem I need I got the bling, the game, the bank to succeed I've got talent, and you don't Will I ease up? No, I won't It's got nothing on me He's not very good, I'm as focused as they come His brain is made of wood When things go wrong, he gives up quick I'm on him when it happens, I'm so good, it's sick Don't have to grind, cause I got all the shots now People in the stands see me and go, wow My game is El Supreme, their game is bottom drawer, see Win, 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 it's good to be me Grand Slam, titles Grand Slam, Grand Slam Title's Grand Slams Win the set, gotta win the set Chase the children. Never chase the plate Max on Rocket Max on Max on Rocket Max on Grand Slams Title's Grand Slams Chase the children. Never chase the plate Max on Rocket Max on Max on Rocket Max tan bueno que puedo vencer a cualquiera sin siquiera intentarlo. Hey everyone, and welcome to Trips Tennis Talk, the amateur podcast about professional tennis. Thank you for downloading, thank you for listening. So, let's get right to it. Two men's semifinals today. Just to be blunt, they were two dreadful matches, and it's about the top line result, which is that Carlos Alcaraz and Novak Djokovic will face off in the finals on Sunday. The matches today were terrible. I'm only going to talk about them briefly. And that means that today is a good day to have Bill come in and help me out. Bill has been on this podcast before, so you'll be hearing from him in a moment. And you'll get to hear his coverage of Djokovic versus Sinner. So the schedule for today... First, I'm gonna go through the news items here, then we're gonna hear from Bill, then we'll talk about tomorrow. So, uh, um, those things are coming up today on Trips Tennis Talk. Alright, so the first men's semi today was Djokovic taking on Sinner. It was never a match, it was just, actually I shouldn't say that, for... 80% of the match, it was incredibly boring, Djokovic got early breaks in the sets and rode them out there was never any drama in the first two sets, Djokovic six three six four. the third set was much closer but it's really easy to do that when you're already down two sets to love, and I've talked about my sort of theory on that on the podcast before about it's easy to play well when you're a set down but um Um, The total points, they were somewhat close. Djokovic won 106 points to Sinners 96, but it felt not nearly as competitive as that. The one thing I would say is that Djokovic said on court after the match that the match was a lot closer than it appeared, and it was interesting that he had a read on that statistics or he had a feel that the statistics sort of backed up, it was a tight match statistically, but emotionally it was never, ever close, and Sinner is not that guy at the moment, and I don't get the hype about Sinner. He's a boring guy, and uh, today reinforced my view of that big time. Djokovic is the winner, six three six four seven six, 7'6", in 2 hours and 47 minutes. Maybe the best thing about the match was Djokovic's uh, crying face that he made to the crowd. It's definitely hard to describe this in an audio medium, but suffice to say it was an amazing moment, and I highly enjoyed it. This match was on track to be one of the worst Grand Slam semifinals ever in terms of excitement and competitiveness, but at least the one thing Sinner did do was he rescued that From the bottom of the barrel in the third set to avoid um, that happening. Djokovic moves into his 35th Grand Slam final, which is the most all time men's, women's, open era, pre open era. The second semifinal was even less competitive, with Carlos Alcaraz thrashing Daniil Medvedev for the second time this season 6 3, 6 3, 6 3. They've played twice this year. And uh, the set scores have all gone Alcaraz's way, 6-3, 6-2, 6-3, 6-3, 6-3, when they have played this year. And that match was awful and terrible and snooze-inducing and reprehensible for a Grand Slam semifinal. So Alcaraz is moving on. Mehdi had a good week, but there's two things. Yes, he had his best Wimbledon. He made the semifinals. That's very good. But the bad thing is now he has a problem when he's playing Carlos Alcaraz. And yes, there are on two tournaments that are not his strong suit. Mehdi didn't like the conditions at Indian Wells, and he doesn't like the grass very much. But this is the kind of thing that can start creating some mental scar tissue. When Now we're moving to Medvedev's strong time, for the next six months, that's his time of year. And that might not matter if you're playing Alcaraz. Because even if you're feeling good, if the guy can just beat you easily, that's going to be a problem. 2008 Wimbledon style, with Federer's territory being invaded and him being unable to hold Rafa out of there. Um. So, Alcaraz is into... Uh, Another Grand Slam final. He has made two of the last four Grand Slam finals. And he only has one loss in Grand Slams this year. Didn't play Australia. Lost to Djokovic. And uh, now he's in the finals here where he gets to play Djokovic again. Um, (sighs) Djokovic and Alcaraz. um, They've played twice. Alcaraz won the first one. Djokovic won the second one. And there is a much to preview about the match on Sunday, but we'll save that for the podcast tomorrow. I really don't have anything else to say about this. Part of the promise that I'll make to you, the listener, is if there's nothing to cover, I'm not going to artificially pad out the podcast length. If it's shorter, but it has good content, I'm good with that. And we have good content today with um, the music that you heard at the start and then with Bill's comments coming up here. There's no need to fill out the time anymore. So now let's go to Bill with his coverage of Djokovic versus Sinner from earlier. Bill? You know, I'm
1: sitting here watching the Sinner-Djokovic match and... (laughs) I mean, when does this guy stop amazing people, you know? Um, And I don't think enough is, is mentioned about it. It really isn't. All we could do is, you know, place blame and pick off all the negative things possibly that Sinner's not doing and this and that and the mistakes and, you know, it's a boring match and all these things. But, you know, a lot of this has to do with who's on the other side of the net. It always comes down to that, it appears to me. And, honestly, I'm, I'm surprised more people aren't on the Djokovic train. I know he's got a lot of fans. Well, anybody with his credentials should. But, I'm, I, quite frankly, I'm just surprised he doesn't have the whole world on his back. because Or at his back. Because, you know, tennis fans, we, we know this sport. We understand it. We, a lot of us play it. It's an amazing sport. And we... Appreciate amazing skills and amazing play, but we manage to let things get in the way, like you know maybe his cocky attitude or whatever. Um, you know, in the beginning or in the early years or so, I was a big time Federer fan, big time Rafa fan. Rafa is the most humble tennis player ever, the most one of the most humble human beings probably on the planet. And what's not to love about that? But you know, at the end of the day. You know, I'm passionate about tennis. I play a ton of tennis, and I'm constantly trying to improve my tennis, as are probably 95% of everyone who plays tennis. You know, at the end of the day, you see these skills that what this guy's able to do, Djokovic, I mean, you know, he wasn't my favorite in the beginning, you know, but he, he won me over simply with his play, the skills. I mean, it's just unbelievable. That's a word you hear all the time. You know, you hear that in tennis all the time. It's almost to the point where some things really aren't unbelievable because they do happen, you know? But with Djokovic, it's starting to become pretty unbelievable. You know, 18, 19 slams, that's insane, okay? There's only a couple guys that have done that, the big three. We're at 23 now. And... There's no end in sight. This guy could win 30 majors. You know, we're just numb and he spoiled us. But the bottom line is this guy's a monster. I thought when he played Alcaraz in Roland Garros a few months ago, I actually thought that was it and Alcaraz was going to be the winner. But his body broke down. And Djokovic showed us all once again. It doesn't really matter how it happens. He ends up on top. it's pretty freaking bizarre. Because you can't win them all, especially in tennis. The margins are tight. But he seems to do just that. Crazy. Then you got the chair umpire. He's trying to make a name for himself. I guess he's probably already done that with the hindrance call. That's freaking crazy. He's out of his mind. Holy cow. And it did jar Djokovic just a hair, a little bit. He had to regather his thoughts. I think he lost a point out of his next two points or whatever. You know, but then he he got his train back on the tracks. Unbelievable. Then he gets a time violation or something. I mean, this is a semifinal in Wimbledon. Let these guys play and give some freaking respect to the GOAT. Greatest of all time. We're witnessing some really serious stuff. Enjoy it. This guy is not going to be around forever. He's going to be gone one day. And there will never be another guy like him. And if if you're one of those out there to think there may be, all right, well, then I guess we'll wait for that, right? good luck with that. Enjoy what we're saying. It's the most amazing tennis all around, all surface, provided by the most amazing tennis player ever. Crazy stuff. Anyway, I'm not going to keep ranting and going crazy about how great Djokovic is, but I am surprised more people aren't on board with that. I would think the whole world would be by now. He's just something to watch. Holy cow. You know, coming into this semifinal match between Sinner and Djokovic, you know, a lot was uh, mentioned about the two-set lead that Sinner jumped out to last year against him. Um, You know, and it it certainly was the main narrative, and we're all kind of thinking about it, and we all think Sinner has a chance, and it all looks really great, right? But actually, what this is is uh, um, a lesson in mental toughness. You know, I, I mean, right from the beginning. I mean, this game, we all know it's is as much mental as it is physical. But this is actually the perfect match to talk about how the mental aspect of the game was up front, center, right to start the match. It was the most important thing. That is probably what everyone's thinking, even the two players, you know? Are we going to see Sinner come out and build on that, a two-set lead to start the match? Is he going to show us how much he's improved over the last year with all the matches, and he's still 21, young and strong? You know, are we going to see... The next level sinner. That's the question. And that's probably what was in sinner's head too. And now it's looking like it might have been just a hair too challenging. The mental aspect was just a little bit too challenging. You know, maybe last year sinner came out with, you know, his red line performance in a relaxed, confident, mental state of being. Maybe that's what happened. That's what produced the two-set lead out the gates. It's a moment of clarity for him. Maybe he's him and his coaches are thinking about how he could get back into that mentality to be able to play tennis in that kind of a mental setting instead of the one he likely faced today coming out with all those thoughts and expectations and honestly just... just buckling under it he looked pretty bad on many shots and missed by large margins really i mean that was to me was the mental aspect of the game getting the better of center and that's why he started off slow he's down 6-3 and now he's down 5-4 uh 15-40 djokovic looking to serve out the second set um this is a, a much different mountain to climb Being down two sets against Djokovic, I'm not saying it's impossible. And you know, clearly, if Sinner can get in the right mentality, you know, maybe we see some some magical things. You know, but um, it's certainly going to take a uh, it's going to take a bit of a a bit of a a miracle. I guess I'm stuck saying that word. Jeez, what else could you say, right? We're going to find out. Alright, we pick it up here. Djokovic is up two sets. Sinner is serving. 30-30. It's 2-2 two two in the third set. If he's going to try to sink into this match and start redlining his game and competing with this Novak Djokovic character, now is a good time. He's going to need a good serve. And he got one. Djokovic is... Challenging the call. It was called out or in. But he thinks it's out. But in any event, this is a critical point here. If Sinner is a great player, or if he can handle his mentality challenge today, he's going to hold here. It's advantage in, or 40-30. And he's looking to take a 3-2 lead. That would go a long way toward trying to steady the boat. But he's under constant pressure. There are constant points being made from Djokovic. Okay, he holds. So it's three-two. So here we go. Three-two, center on serve. See if he can build on this, and uh, maybe we have something. You know, to be optimistic. I mean, it is a semifinal. Last year, Sinner took the first two. This year, maybe it's Djokovic taking the first two. I know it seems weird, but, uh, you know, is Sinner able to meditate into this thing, settle into it, and play his best tennis, which would be redlining, of course, and to hold that the rest of the way? That's now the challenge. It's taking, you know, two and a half sets to get to this point, but... He's going to be asked this question. Now, we'll see what happens. Well, Sinner's hitting the ball a lot better. Looks much more aggressive and is still in this third set. It's 4-4. He's serving at 30-love. And uh, maybe, just maybe, he's going to be able to muscle his way through this and force a fourth set. But that's a long way off at this moment. Let's see how it continues. Typically what you see with Djokovic is that when a player red lines and rises to the occasion of the ch- of the tough challenge, he simply inches his way up higher as well. He seems to always have a higher level to comfortably land in. Um, but uh that will be the next thing we're looking for here. Center now serving at 40 love. Not so fast. Djokovic down the line, backhand on the on the line. <laughs> Very interesting. Let's see if we can end up with a decent semifinal here. Oh brother. Djokovic is unbelievable. Gestures to the crowd with a tear in his eye. <laughs> oh man! Well, Sinner had an opportunity at two break points, leading five four. You know, an ATP player, twenty-one years old with tons of skill, on a rising trajectory, converts on one of those break points and forces a possible bloodbath in a set four in a major semi-final. It didn't happen. As Djokovic said the other day, it ain't happening. So this tells me he's not ready yet or he's got more work to do. Now this is not to say that he won't get another opportunity in this set. It's 5-5, five, five, center serving. Maybe he holds serve here and gets a break in the last service game. Uh, we'll see. That remains to be seen. But to me, from what I've seen, it just looks to me that Sinner's rushed, he's pressing, his red line is not present, and he's not quite ready to deal with a, a, a player with Djokovic's level, his caliber. But we'll see what happens. Yes, Tripp. I see, uh, I just got a text from Tripp for those listening. To the uh, podcast here that uh, uh, he says Djokovic should do this more. Gesture to the fans and the crowds. You know, if the crowd hates him, play it up. Embrace it. Be the heel. Keep winning and tell the crowd to shove off. Absolutely. That's the approach I'm actually taking. Um, for years into his 30s here, I'm just thinking that, my gosh, you know, I know what happens to these guys once they're over 30. And, you know, but, you know, I incorrectly placed Djokovic in the same group. He's elite level, just like Federer and Nadal. They were able to go into their 30s still playing at peak performance. Well, I'm all done with all that stuff now. You know what? Until he's done, he's not only my hero, but you know what? I'm done playing around, people hating him or, you know, dissing him. I've got some friends here, too, that that say the same stuff, you know, like, ah, screw him, you know, whatever. You know what? That's insane. I'm all done with that. From now on, it's, you know what? Djokovic you're the best crush everybody in your freaking path crush them all because that's what you're doing and that's what you're capable of and if nobody likes it that's their problem let's run it into the ground get your 30 plus freaking majors and just show everybody how it's done you're the standard this is what we're all going to follow going forward I'm done playing around thank you Novak
0: Alright, thank you, Bill. That was a strong report. I definitely appreciate Bill doing that. There was rain all day on the outside courts, so very little got done. On number one court, we had the ladies' doubles semifinals. Hunter and Mertens beat Dolahide and Zhang 6 1 6 1. She and Strikova beat Buskova and Seribe's Tormo 6 4 6 1. And, um,. In the ladies wheelchair singles, Griffey Owen beat the number two seed Kamiji six three seven five, and number one seed and dominant player deed Um de, Root, de Groot, beat Van Koot 62 six love. So really kind of a nothing burger sort of day for every single discipline that was played today, here were the set scores. Six three six four seven six six three six three six three six one six one six four six one six three seven five six two six love. That means it's time to move on to Saturday. And as of as of the time that we're taping this actually, I don't think we know what the Saturday schedule is. Let me see if they have a full day. Oh good, they just updated it just now. So, here's the order of play for Saturday, July 15th, Center Court. It's an hour later start time, 2 p.m. local time, 9 a.m. East, 6 a.m. West. We have the Ladies Singles Championship, Anz Jabor versus Marqueta Vondrosheva, followed by the men's doubles final, Wesley Kulhoff and Neil Skupski taking on Marcel Granoliers and Horatio Zbios. On court one we have an 11 a.m. start and really 11 a.m. interesting see they can start court one at 11 a.m. when they want to anyway men's wheelchair singles semifinal Alfie Hewitt of Great Britain versus Martin de la Puente and later on on that court is the gentleman's wheelchair doubles final Number one seed, Alfie Hewitt and Gordon Reed, the British pairing, taken on Takuya, Miki, and Tokito Ota. The other wheelchair semi for the men in singles is uh, Tokito Ota versus Gordon Reed. So those guys are going to be playing each other uh, twice tomorrow. Ladies' wheelchair singles final, Dede De versus uh, Griffey Owen. Quad wheelchair doubles final. Schroeder and Vink taking on Davidson and Shaw. Um, quad wheelchair singles. Semis on court 12. Niels Vink versus Donald Remfati. And looks like that could be it. Some juniors. Court 4, 11 a.m., Cooper Williams vs. Henry Searle. Um, girls doubles semis. Klugman and Lacey vs. Evans and Hamilton. Followed by Kovakova and Samsonova vs. Jamakova and ergesi Boys singles semis. Court 5, 11 a.m. Darwin Blanche vs. Yaroslav Demin Followed by Jakub Philip versus Gabriel Volpita. Uh, Oh no, I'm sorry, that's a doubles semi. Uh, Philip and Volpita against Fonseca and Prado Angelo. Boys double semi after that. Blanche and Horovitz taking on Zhorich and Arthur Gia. Court six, girls singles semifinal. Renata Jamrakova versus Clairvy and Gonway. The other semifinals on Court Seven, Alina Korniva versus Nikola Bartunkova. Um, court fourteen, the other quad wheelchair semi, Heath Davidson versus Sam Schroeder. Alright. And those are your matches for Saturday. But the big ones that are going to be on ESPN Cable, Vondrosheva is up first versus Jabour, and then they will also have the men's doubles final after that. All right, let me just check. I think it's going to be on ABC tomorrow as a replay. Let me click through to that real quick here and get that time for you. Alright, so yeah, Saturday, pregame starts at 8 a.m. Eastern, final starts at 9, then they'll have the doubles after that, and then at 3 p.m. Eastern, ABC will have an encore presentation of the ladies' championship, that is noon Pacific time, it will be on broadcast. Alright, and that's going to do it for today. Thanks for listening to the episode, and we will do it again tomorrow. This has been Tripp's Tennis Talk and R&R Productions Productions.